from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome in. Hour number three of the Green Zone. I'm Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And my partner, James Salinas, is along via Denver, Colorado. And a lot of college basketball going on. Some about to tip off. We just talked about Arizona, Colorado, Kansas, Baylor, and Wisconsin. And the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. It's getting tight there in Piscataway. 59-56 with about... A minute and a half to go there. Also, TCU has come back to make it a tight one with the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. The Horn Frogs trying to defend their home court there have got it to within one point, 64-63. The Texas Tech Red Raiders still hanging on to a one-point lead and make it 61-56 to now for Wisconsin over Rutgers and Duke. No problem with Syracuse from start to finish today, 92-68. to The Duke Blue Devils back up to a 24-and-a-half-point favorite in the live market. James, like sands through the hourglass, where Aaron Rodgers will end up playing in football next season. Uh, the days of our lives, my friend. The, the soap opera that is Aaron Rodgers the last couple of seasons, it seems like, anyway. And we're talking about a uh, two-time MVP. So all kidding aside, uh, it, it certainly is a worthwhile topic. Uh, but there are odds, of course, where Aaron Rodgers will end up and play football in the 2020. 22 season and right there in your backyard one of the short shots are the Denver Broncos the Packers are the favorite and I kind of agree with this uh, minus 280 that Aaron Rodgers will stay with the Packers the Broncos at about three and a half to one plus 350 is what I'm seeing the 49ers at eight to one the Indianapolis Colts at 10 to one the Steelers at 12 to one the Buccaneers the Titans on down the line and our own Las Vegas Raiders at 22 to one. Of course, you're right there in Denver. Uh, three and a half to one is a pretty short shot. Are you hearing any buzz out there in the Denver area, James? Uh, does it see, I mean, we, at this time last year, Mark Sklareth was, uh, was saying it was a done deal. Uh, and of course that did not come to fruition. What, what's the word out there right now about Aaron Rodgers possibly coming to mile high? Well, and again, the word is all going to be from folks that aren't in the know. They're not inside Aaron Rodgers head. I, I well, and who, Good for them. Who would want to be inside Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' head right now? 
<laughs> talk about yeah you talked about the soap opera and the drama with it i mean just is it just seeking attention I, i'm not really sure what he's just kind of a he's an interesting guy right he's an interesting guy but the the vanity i think that keeps coming out that's my least favorite sin we look at folks with vanity and and, and how it's man for aaron Rodgers, it is about him and it's been about him his whole career but he's won one super bowl and that was over a decade ago. So, uh, and terrific player during the regular season, but you know hasn't been able to carry his team. He's gone to one Super Bowl, won that Super Bowl against Pittsburgh, uh, but we see the shortcomings in the playoffs year in and year out. We've seen it the last two years as the number one seed there in Green Bay. Looking at where he goes, yeah, what's the speculation here in Denver? It's it's just all it's all hopeful, but it's not realistic. I don't think. I, to your point, Brady. I don't think he, if he's playing next year, which I suspect he will be, uh, once he gets all cleansed and everything, he's feeling better about himself. I, I think it's going to be in Green Bay. They're currently restructuring some deals and clearing the cap space to to probably place the franchise tag on on uh, on Adams, and that's really where I think that's the that's the duo, that's the twosome right there. It's obviously Devontae Adams, terrific wide receiver and and a great pairing over the years with Aaron Rodgers, and I think that's where it stays. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to go anywhere. I, I think he stays at Green Bay, so it makes sense why that number is heavily favored for Aaron Rodgers to stay put. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to make a bet in this market. Uh, you know, I think this is tough to handicap. You're not trying to handicap an X's and O's. You're handicapping human emotion and decision. And I don't know if I want to get involved there, but I agree that uh, he'll probably remain a Green Bay Packer. And uh, that organization, I think, would be foolish to let him go uh, unless there's just so much animosity, which I, I don't believe there is. I think they repaired some of the things that uh, were apparently uh, under question uh, before this past season started. Uh, but the Aaron Rodgers situation continues. You mentioned the cleanse, James. We have a, a little video here that uh, Aaron Rodgers said uh, he did take that cleanse and there will be no immediate decision. But I also understand that he does want to get uh, his friend Devontae Adams taken care of. So I, I expect a decision here pretty quick. But again, we've got that video for you now. Aaron Rodgers said nothing going to happen too soon. You know, let me just put this disclaimer out right away for the the uh, the few people watching that are tuning in just for a specific uh, maybe news or decision. There will be no news today, no decision on, on my future. Uh, as I was texting with you yesterday, I just got out of a 12-day Panchakarma. Uh, look that up. Uh, I know you did after we talked. Uh, <laughs> but it's a cleanse that you know originated in india it's been going on for thousands of years and it's something i've done in the off season so i'm just getting my head above above the sand now and uh, seeing what's going on out there but um but no decision about my future today aaron Rodgers, there talking about that cleanse james did you do a <laughs> cleanse uh, after the football season well, let me tell you this. I'm glad it was just an audio soundbite. We didn't actually see Aaron <laughs> Rodgers with a cleanse. And no, I mean, as far as the cleanse going through from withdrawal from the NFL season now, basically two weeks removed from the Super Bowl and moving into college basketball, I think, I think you know, there's always this postpartum piece about missing, missing football, especially because it's just, well, like how many days did we have? football last year did we have a tuesday night game as well but but 
typically majority of the schedule falling in on Sunday. And now we look at the betting landscape and we know we can get easily wrapped into seeing there's always action to fire on, whether it's basketball, NHL, you name it. There's action every night of the week. But I have I take myself a little step back. So did I do the Aaron Rodgers cleanse? Sorry, Aaron, I didn't I didn't look up what that was on, on on the internet to find out what that cleanse was. I don't really care. At this point, I need a cleanse from Aaron Rodgers. Hurry up and make your decision. Figure out what team you're on. Let the books put a number to that, and I'll decide whether I want to bet into that team or not. Looks like TCU uh, is going to pull off an upset here of Texas Tech. Texas Tech had a very good chance inside to tie the game up, but they turned the ball over, and now TCU is on the free throw line, and it is 69-66. to 66 a three-point lead for the Horn Frogs with just 15 seconds left in this ball game. Uh, Duke did take care of Syracuse, 97 to 72. The Blue Devils covered that, and the game goes over the total. And Wisconsin at Rutgers, uh, good contest here. Rutgers just uh, launched a desperation three and came up wide right. They do trail by three with just four seconds left in this game, 64 to 61 in favor of Wisconsin. Uh, we've got another Aaron Rodgers uh, audio piece here for you talking about the gratitude. He said he's not going to be doing anything except for treatment in the offseason as Rodgers' press conference continued. We've got that one for you ready now. Nothing cryptic about gratitude. You know, I just came out of a 12-day cleanse where you're eating a specific diet and you're going through these treatments every day and you're not really doing anything else. You got to kind of turn everything else off. And, and so, you know, you're not working out, you're not straining or anything. It's kind of a recentering. Um, and, and it not only heals you physically, but I think it takes away mental stress. And, and then the spiritual part, I think it allows you to kind of enjoy the meditations a little bit more. So when I come out, my first thought is, just intense gratitude for the people in my life. And that's not every person in my life that I mentioned, and, and there's other people to, to highlight in the credit, but that was just where I was at. I was going through some old pictures from the last year and felt an intense amount of gratitude uh, for the life that I have and for the lessons that I've learned and the growth that's happened over the last year and the people who've been a part of that, uh, that journey. We do have one more piece with Aaron Rodgers talking during that press conference as well, and maybe this is one of the most important conversations that uh, Aaron Rodgers has had in the past, even last season as well, and maybe we'll have some more conversations in the future, and that's with the general manager of the Green Bay Packers and the relationships he has with that staff. James, uh, before we get to that piece, uh, I think uh, Matt LaFleur has done a very good job of uh, talk, uh, of building that relationship with Aaron Rodgers. And I really don't see any animosity between the coach and his quarterback. Do you? Uh, maybe last year or the year previous, right when they were in the NFC Championship game against Tampa. And first and goal just inside the 10 and not kick, not giving four downs for Aaron Rodgers to 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 put it in the end zone and kicking that field goal late in that fourth quarter. Maybe there felt like maybe there was some dissension there at that point. Maybe things had been building up. Maybe 
difference of philosophy and play calling, especially in leading up to that moment. But I think this point here, you know, for Aaron Rodgers, and I think we all go through that. So you have a point of reflection at some point in your life, especially as, as you get older. I'll just speak for myself as I get older and now into the 50 club. You think about those things and you, and you express gratitude to those that have made a difference within your life. So good for Aaron Rodgers to be able to be at that point now thinking about and having taken some time to reflect and I think if anything that really just endears himself thinking about more so just thinking about the relationships that he's built and, the, and so much of it we talk about all the X's and O's in any sport and in football in particular and, and what a grind and how physical of a, of a sport it is for these players and how much they, they put themselves through uh, from off season to the grind of the regular season and into the playoffs and the camaraderie and the kinship that is built with your teammates and I think that's part of it as far as that reflection goes and now thinking man I had built some really in-depth relationships with my teammates over those said years, whether it's the coach and in this case here with his teammates more so. Now, does he really want to leave that? I think it's going to be hard for him to just turn his back and, and hit the road from Green Bay. I just can't imagine he leaves. The Wisconsin Badgers finish off the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers and TCU. It looks like they're getting ready to close out Texas Tech 69-66. to Baylor and Kansas just underway. Also, Arizona and Colorado just underway. Arizona out to the early lead, 4-2. to We'll be right back with Jerry Palm talking college buckets next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, on every key team, conference, and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through April the 5th for only $19. It's all available at vsin.com slash madness. 
Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you back inside the green zone and time to bring in a friend to talk a little college basketball. Jerry Palm now joins us. He's a senior writer at CBS Sports covering college basketball, and you can follow him on Twitter at JPPalmCBS. Jerry, thank you so much for joining us. It's really getting to be a very exciting part of the year in college hoops, and James and I have been talking about some of these games going on. It was uh, nearly uh, Texas Tech tying it up and sending it to overtime with TCU there uh, half a second left the guy uh, turned and shot and sunk it but uh, they reviewed it and it was after the buzzer so TCU hangs on to knock off uh, Texas Tech but I want to start why, by talking about the Michigan Wolverines Jerry of course they lose their head coach Jawan Howard for the rest of the regular season due to suspension. And then without him, they come out guns ablazing against Rutgers and get a good win there. And, and I think it makes sense. Uh, you know, Phil Martelli is definitely a good coach. And I imagine that team was quite inspired after what happened to Howard. But my question for you is, can they sustain that? I see that you just put them into your projections to get into that play-in round in the final 68. Can they, through the conference tournament and possibly into the postseason sustain that level of play we saw the other night against Rutgers? Well, we'll see. Um, it's uh, it, it, They've got a schedule that works, you know, well for them. They've got, first of all, they've got quality opponents left, and they've got, you know, the Rutgers game was the first of four straight home games. Um, now they've got, you know, and then they finish at Ohio State. So they've got four games left, the first three at home. Uh, the only bad thing about it is it's four games in eight days. That Sunday, you know, starting tomorrow to ending the following Sunday. So it's a pretty compressed schedule, but it's at least it's it's home games for the most part, and every game is against a team that can help uh, in terms of quality wins on their resume. So uh, it's a tough schedule, but you know that's what they need. And as you mentioned, Phil Martelli, I mean, what a luxury! You know, you lose your head coach and you can turn to somebody who's got his level of experience. And you know, for most teams, if you have to turn to the uh, the assistant coach to take over your team. It's somebody who probably hasn't coached before. You get somebody like Martelli, who's very experienced and very successful as a coach. Um, well, that, that worked out pretty well for Michigan, uh, but we'll see because they're, they're going to play some very good teams down the stretch here. They're going to have to be probably better than 500 between now and selection Sunday. If they want to stay in the tournament, Jerry, let's stick in the big 10 and let's talk about the other team that was involved in that in that post-game fracas afterwards with Wisconsin and the Badgers and where they sit now just pulled off the win on the road at Rutgers. Tough place to win. They got it done today from start to finish. Now with the loss, with, with the Boilermakers loss today, Wisconsin now sits at the top of the Big Ten Conference. What is your projection for them, not only through the remainder of the, of the, the short regular season and into the conference tournament here coming up shortly, but then getting into the big dance and their projection of where do you see the Badgers sitting as a, on the seed line, as well as how far do you think this team can go with the player like Johnny Davis, who's such a terrific player on the half court? Yeah, yeah they'll go as far as he carries them. You know, they, they don't have a ton of quality depth, but he's the you know, uh, first team all American kind of player and Brad Davison's a, a really good player as well. Uh, but the, the complimentary players, you know, those are good players, but they're complimentary players for a reason. So they really need Davis and Davis son to, to play well. If Wisconsin is going to advance through the, 
not just the Big Ten tournament, but the NCAA tournament. Um, Purdue and Wisconsin play each other this week uh, in Madison. And Wisconsin won the first game at Mackey Arena, which is the only home game Purdue has lost this year. So that game is probably going to decide the Big Ten regular season title and probably decide which of these teams is the higher seed in the NCAA tournament. But they're both uh, two, three kind of uh, seed teams, uh, assuming that there's no significant upset for either of those teams between now and selection Sunday. And of course, the thing about seeding is it depends on what the other teams around you are doing. Uh, but today, basically everybody on the top two lines, it seems is getting beat. You know, Auburn went down, Kentucky went down, Purdue went down, uh, Texas Tech went down, Kansas and Baylor are playing each other. So one of them is going to lose. It's been a rough day at the top of the bracket. Indeed, it has, and I want to talk about one of those upsets, the Arkansas Razorbacks beating the Kentucky Wildcats, as you mentioned there, Jerry, and I think a lot of people right now across the country are very high on Kentucky. I wonder what your thoughts are about Arkansas. We know they started off the season a little shaky in conference play, but boy, have they gotten on a run as of late. I really liked what they did with uh, Eric Musselman, you know, guiding that team last year in the tournament, and it kind of looks right now like they're ready to make a another run they seem to be peaking at the right time they're the hottest team in arguably in all of college basketball right now other than maybe Gonzaga um, they've played great ball for about a month and a half and uh, and have started to play the way we kind of thought they would at the beginning of the season I mean this was a preseason you know ranked team that it took them about two months to figure it out maybe you know two and a half and now they've got it, you know, they've got to figure it out. And they've got it rolling and they, they look like the most dangerous perhaps of the SEC teams right now. Um, Kentucky, of course, has been battling injuries. I don't know. Did Wheeler and Washington play today? I didn't get a chance to see uh, that game. Um, but you know, Ty Ty Washington and Sabir Wheeler have been out the last couple of games. And so obviously if they weren't playing today, that would hamper them. But um, Kentucky, Auburn, uh, even though they lost today, uh, are still very strong teams and, and contenders for to win a national championship. But boy, watch out for Arkansas right now. Yeah, and to your point, Jerry, they did both play. They both came off the bench today, obviously nursing various injuries for both Washington and Shazer in the backcourt for Kentucky. Thinking about a game that's going to tip off here in a few minutes, Providence at home against Creighton. Now, Providence has an opportunity if they beat Creighton tonight. This will be the first time that Providence Providence has won the Big East regular season title. So this is going to be a really hype game for the Friars at home coming off a triple overtime game the other night, as well as a overtime win against at Butler over, over the weekend on Sunday. A lot of energy expended here from Providence, but I want to get your take on this game tonight. And then from there, Providence's chances through this tournament coming in March. Then the Friars tonight are a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Creighton. Uh, what do you think about this game tonight for the Friars to win this game and, and clinch the Big East and then their projection out for the March Madness dance here in a few weeks? Yeah, Providence, what a great year for them. Uh, really not expected at all that Providence would – possibly win the big East this year. I think they were picked more for the middle of the league and it's been a fantastic season for them. Uh, right now there Al Durham has been dealing with an injury and he's not playing his full minutes. Um, I think he's got a, a sports hernia. So that hurts him a little bit because he's, uh, you know, one of their better players, if not their best player. So, uh, but you know, they beat, um, 
Xavier the other night with you know with him playing limited minutes. So, um, but I, they'll probably just be happy tonight play a regulation game. But Creighton is also dinged up uh, as well. Ryan Nemhart, uh, probably the freshman of the year in the Big East, uh, injured his wrist in the last game and is out for the season now. And that really hurts Creighton. Um, you know, this Creighton is has got to probably put another win, maybe two before Selection Sunday, to make sure they're in the bracket. Uh, but they're in a lot better shape now than they were a few weeks ago. But uh, for Providence, you know, they Providence could end up, you know, if they play very well down the stretch of the season, could even steal a two seed. Although I think probably a three is more likely for them. Jerry, just about 45 seconds left, but I want to ask you quickly about the number one team in the country, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I think a lot of people think this team this year is better than last year's that got to the final game against the Baylor Bears. What is your opinion on Gonzaga, and how far do you think they can go this year? Uh, They can win the whole thing. Uh, They are excellent again this year, but they're different than last year. I mean, Drew Timmy is the same. Uh, he's, you know, an all-American level player last year and this year. But what's different is last year's uh, other great player was Jalen Suggs, a guard. This year, it's Chet Holmgren, a center, who can step out and play on the perimeter. But, it, you know, it just gives them a completely different dimension by uh, having Timmy and Holmgren together. Uh, they're a very difficult matchup for anybody uh, because of their size and, and ability to pull away from the basket. So, Gonzaga is going to be probably the favorite entering the NCAA tournament and with good reason. Absolutely. Jerry, great stuff. Always love catching up with you to talk college hoops. Hopefully we'll get to do it again soon. Enjoy the rest of the games this weekend, my friend. All right, thanks. All right, that is Jerry Palm. We'll come back and update the scores on the other side. Stick with us inside the green zone right here at v the madness. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, total, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way that vsin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Toronto Raptors and Atlanta Hawks underway in Atlanta and about three and a half minutes left before halftime there. And Atlanta is nursing a three-point lead, 51-48. to They closed as three-and-a-half-point favorites prior to tip in this one. And in the live market, they are still three-and-a-half-point favorites. Your live total at 228-and-a-half. And, James, how about them Colorado Buffaloes? They've got an early lead over the Arizona Wildcats there up in your neck of the woods. They are on top of Arizona currently 16 to 14 under 10 minutes left to go in the first half. They're up in Boulder and Kansas out to an early start against Baylor all over the bears, 24 to 11, still eight minutes left to go in the first half there. And then finally Wyoming taking care of Nevada in Laramie 22 to 10 right now, about 10 and a half minutes left in the first half there and Arizona sinks a foul shot there to cut it to just a one point deficit, but a good start for the Buffaloes so far, James. 
Well, that it is right now. They started off missing their first 10 shots from the floor, Brady. They were behind early 8 to 2. I think at that first media timeout it was it was 5 to 2. Just couldn't get anything to go down. They've been able to get some get some plays in transition and get a lead. Arizona now is is look there at the free throw line looking like they're going to tie this up. 8:50 to go, but I think for Colorado, you see a, a much different effort from the buffs on the floor. They are scrapping. They're, they're diving on the floor for loose balls after that pathetic effort on Thursday night against the other Arizona team from Tampa's Arizona State where they just got run off the floor there in CU. Tad Boyle definitely had something to say over the next 48 hours and challenged his team, especially for the fact that for CU, this is the final home game of the season up there in Boulder. Okay, so we have looked at a couple of different futures markets for college basketball. Who is going to win their conference? We looked at conference championship numbers, and then we also looked at some numbers to make the final four. Now I want to look at the market to win it all, to cut down the nets on April the 4th in New Orleans. And Mr. Salinas, let me get this out of the way. I am uh, not going to be around for the green zone on uh, April the uh, 2nd and 3rd, I guess it would be because I am uh, lucky enough. I got one crossed off the bucket list or I'm about to cross one off. I'm going to the final four this year. Wow, good for you, Brady. Yeah. I'm gonna be I, I'm gonna be in Florida during that time. I'm gonna be in Miami for for about ten days for the Miami Open. It's a tennis tournament. My family's um, from my wife and my son are big time into tennis and and they play. So we're going down there. This is two years removed from a, a trip we were planning before COVID hit. Maybe I'm wondering, you know what, Brady? Uh, she's not listening right now. Maybe I, I'll I'll find a way that I can leave from Florida and Miami early and jump over there to New Orleans. It's not too far of a flight. No, I can it's hitchhike not. over that way and come meet you there for a weekend. Man, a weekend with weekend hanging with you or just a weekend myself in New Orleans. Yeah, maybe yeah, I can already feel my getting a little swollen right here in the liver. Maybe I don't want to do that, but I would love to go out there. Good for you. I, that's going to be an exciting time there in New Orleans of all places. Yeah, for the final four. That's a good score. There's a bucket list to check off. I, I got to think about that. We got about what we got about six weeks to do that. Right, exactly. I saw last year when when we were getting ready for the tournament last year, I saw that this year it was going to be in New Orleans and I picked up the phone and called my dad and said, "Dad, let's go." And <laughs> so yeah. the the plan got in the works early, but I'm thrilled to do that. So let's talk about who we might see get crowned as champion in New Orleans here and that will be Monday, April the 4th. That will be the championship game. Uh final four weekend starts on Friday. April the 1st, and as we talked about with Jerry Palm, the Gonzaga Bulldogs are indeed the favorite at plus 350 to win the championship. Tough to bet that. Now, you talk to a lot of people, you know, in the college basketball space, James, and a lot of them, I think, feel Gonzaga is the best team in the country by a wide margin. So, you know, is that price still too short to jump on a team that a lot of people feel really is head and shoulders above the rest? Kentucky at seven to one, Arizona, a team that I really like at seven to one, Purdue at nine to one, Kansas at twelve. And again, like Jerry was saying, we saw a lot of these teams get knocked off today. Maybe their odds have drifted just a little bit. But uh, at the top of the board, any thoughts there to cut down the nets to win it all? I think the number's too short for Gonzaga to want to get involved now and you know they're going to be the number one seed in the West, and that second weekend is going to be in San Francisco, so they'll be on that West Coast to to, to get themselves to the Final Four. I think the thing with Gonzaga is can you, do you have, depending on the matchups again, can you get physical? I know with, with Chet Holmgren coming along, 
through uh, as a as a freshman coming in, very heralded freshman coming in, but you know, big fella as as a, in a sense with his size, but really he's a, he he plays away from the basket, and I think you can get physical with him. Not so much on the offensive side, but see a team that can play through the play through the painted area, play through the post, and get physical with Gonzaga with their opposing offense get in there and kind of muscle that team around. I think having to see the matchups, I think that's going to be in my mind the Achilles heel for Gonzaga uh, when we get to the tournament time. But it all comes down to the luck of the draw. Maybe not so much the luck of the draw, but what is that draw for Gonzaga in the West to be able to get through those four games to make it to the final four? Too short a number for me, Brady, sitting at plus 350. You see Kentucky there at plus 700. I think that number is going to go up now. I see it at 800 before the day started. Maybe you'll find a 9 or a 10. Uh, We'll see. The guard play is the issue for Kentucky right now, just with the injuries that we've seen. But both the starting guards did did not start today for Kentucky, but they were on the floor. They did come off the bench. Clearly uh, don't look healthy, but it's going to take some time for them to get back and, and get healthy right now. I think they just got the competitive juices going. It was a great game on the road at Arkansas, who, who we know is really tough at home. I just I kind of like Kentucky. There's multiple options for them to be able to beat you off the dribble. This is not a bunch of one and done players for Kentucky, Brady. It's not just all the five star recruits and they're they're here as mercenaries for one year before they jump to the NBA. It doesn't mean they don't have NBA talent. They clearly do. But there's a mix of young players as well as it's funny to say veterans when we talk college basketball, especially at the blue blood level, because so many of them are are one and done players. But you have some experience on that team as well as. Oscar Sheway coming over as the transfer from West Virginia. Man, he has just been sensational on both sides of the floor in the paint. And you saw today a lot of extra, uh, a lot of tip-ins, a lot of offensive rebounds due to the fact that Kentucky was able to get to the rim off the bounce from the outside, from the wing, and then help having to come over. And here comes Sheway to clean things up with the help. No one blocking him out. I just think it's a tough matchup for a team like Kentucky because of their experience, because of their strength on the interior and the great guard play, if they get healthy, I'd be looking for Kentucky at a plus number, but I'll think I'll wait. Now with that loss, we'll look to see what those numbers look like over the next couple days, see if we can get a better number than the 7-1 that was on the screen. Yeah, we're certainly not used to seeing Kentucky with a bunch of elder statesmen, uh, if you will. Uh, But you're right. I think it's worked very well for Coach K's team this year. Coach Cal, I should say, uh, worked well for his team this year with that veteran leadership on the Kentucky Wildcats. I want to ask you, speaking of Coach K, what is your opinion of Duke this year? It it just, I mean, they, they keep winning and they blew Syracuse out today. They had a tough go at it with Virginia. They keep winning, but it doesn't seem like they're really stepping on teams and blowing teams out, and they just don't look terribly dominant to me. Now, Ken Palm rates them in the top 10 in the country. I think he has them at number nine. Um, I, I just don't know what to make of this team. I wouldn't be surprised if they got to the final four, but but I really don't know if they have what it takes to win it all. I, I There's such a collection of talent, and there's plenty of players that are on that Duke Blue Devil roster that we will see playing in the NBA, whether it's this coming year or or the next year. Plenty of talent on that team, but from a guard standpoint, from a facilitation standpoint, 
what is the identity of this Duke team? I think that's the struggle for me offensively. What is the identity? I feel like it's just a collection of talent that still hasn't really been able to find itself in, and it really hasn't been challenged. Definitely not through the ACC. Really down season this year, Brady, for the ACC from top to bottom. Just not a very competitive conference this year, so it's kind of hard to, to, to gauge. Well, when Duke gets challenged, when you get into March, and you know you're gonna the games are going to slow down, what is that going to look like for Duke in the half court, not only offensively at the guard position to be able to get into their sets and be able to create some plays when the clock runs down, but on the defensive side as well. I think there's holes out there on that defense too that can be exploited. I just don't see this being a it's a great collection of talent, the sentimental favorite as far as uh, fans of the Duke Blue Devils and Coach K going into the tournament, but I agree. I don't think this team makes it. I don't think they cut cut the nets down. I don't think they make it to the Final Four as well. I think you make a good point that the conference is so down this year that that probably influences some of our confusion about this team, or like you said, not being able to really identify an identity with this Duke Blue Devils team. Yeah, I'm just not really quite sure what to make of them, but uh, I'm with you. I, I, I don't know how far they can go. I don't think it'll be all the way. When we come back, we'll continue with more college basketball talk right here on the Green Zone as we roll into VSIN Bet Center coming up next on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VEASAN's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, March 13th with six hours of free live video streaming on VEASAN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VEASAN college hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game, discuss with bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start for your bracket round one tournament betting with the VEASAN college hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, and it's free at vcin.com. 
Final segment of the program before we pass the baton to Ben Wilson for the VEASAN Bet Center. But we do have a couple of more marquee matchups going on in college basketball for your Saturday evening that we want to take a look at. And one of those, the team we were just discussing in the segment prior, the favorite to win it all at plus 350, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. They came up one game short last year, falling to Baylor in the final. They'll try and go after it again, Mark Few and his crew. And this one will tip off in a little over an hour from now, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. It is Gonzaga in Moraga, California, to take on the Gales of St. Mary's. And this has been a pretty darn good rivalry for a long time in the West Coast Conference game, or in the West Coast Conference, James. But uh, lately, Gonzaga really has kind of owned the Gales, and they beat up on them recently, 74-58. to They pushed as 16-point favorites up in Spokane. So now St. Mary's gets them on their home floor, and the Zags are laying 11 tonight with a total of 144-and-a-half. And the Zags, like every other team, it seems like in the West Coast Conference, just continue to dominate. They've beat the same. They've beat the Gales the last seven straight games, and 22 out of the last 26 times they've met, Gonzaga has won the game. Now outright, we're not talking against the number here. And here's Gonzaga again going in on the road as a double-digit favorite, like you mentioned, 11 point, 11 point lead. And just looking at both these teams are locked into the number one seed, number one and number two seeds respectively in the upcoming tournament in the WCC so uh, but I, I think I, I, it's hard to say do you feel like this can be a rivalry I guess if anything it feels like St. Mary's maybe BYU it seems like they give Gonzaga at least the most competitive game from an ATS standpoint obviously not St. Mary's not able to win these games outright and that's what they'd have to do to break that streak as an 11 point dog at home Maybe I lean towards St. Mary's. You know, here's another one of those games where the resale, uh, there's going to be some energy and intensity in this game. This is going to be there's the, the cheapest ticket you can get on the resale market right now is $245. Wow. So everybody wants to go in and see the number one team in the nation. Maybe it's more so that they just want to go see Gonzaga up live, up close and personal, as opposed to St. Mary's. Although St. Mary's has cracked the top 25. They're sitting 23rd overall in the, in the AP top 25, right? And, I just I look at this and say like is St. Mary's can they sustain maybe you look and I was trying to find and it just went off my board and I don't understand why but that number's coming down a little bit I'm looking here it's 11 and a half can can we make a case for St. Mary's in the first half this is just not a team I want to back for for a full 40 minutes but with the energy level in that building and and the Gales nothing to lose even though they're locked in at the two seed everybody is going to give Gonzaga the best shot each and every time they they step out on the floor can we make a case right now for St. Mary's to maybe cover the first half plus six and a half Brady yeah, that's probably the only way I could go, James. I have a hard time betting on or against Gonzaga, really, because, yeah. you know, I think they're so capable of beating a team by 35 points. And then every now and then, of course, they're not going to cover a number. And it's just hard to gauge when that's going to be. And, you know, I talked about the rivalry with St. Mary's. It was a good one, you know, back when you had Matthew Della Vadova and Patty Mills, you know, going to St. Mary's. And, and as you pointed out, it hasn't been much of a rivalry as of late. And, you know, they beat them by 16 up in Spokane earlier this season. So um, can St. Mary's muster up what it's going to need to stay close in this game tonight? I don't know, because they certainly haven't been able to recently in the history of this matchup. Um, 
But it, but if I was going to do it, I think it would be first half. It's kind of like the same theory we're talking about with Arizona and Colorado. Maybe they can't withstand, you know, the firepower of Arizona for the full 48 minutes, but they can probably do it uh, possibly for the first half. So, uh, yeah, I, I would probably look at uh, playing St. Mary's in the first half if I was going to do anything. Uh, USC is at Oregon, and the Ducks are trying to sweep L.A. for the entire season. They went on the road to Southern California and beat both UCLA and USC on the road earlier this season. They took care of business over the Bruins uh, the other night in Eugene, and now they look to finish the job over the UFC Trojans tonight. And Oregon opened up as four-and-a-half-point favorites here with a total of 139, James. Did you do anything with this one? I was looking at, I was looking at the Oregon side and thinking about USC in that matchup from a month and a half ago. It, I remember that game. Oregon was just the more athletic team and was able to get on the glass and get up and down the floor and beat USC down the floor. USC's not super athletic. And they're shorthanded. I'm, my, I'm assuming starting guard, again, he's listed as game time decision, what I'm seeing now. But starting guard, their second leading scorer, Boogie Ellis, did not play the other night. He got hurt in practice during the week. He was on crutches on Thursday night. Suspect he's not going to be out there for the USC Trojans. And I, I just think for USC, I'm just not a team. I know they've got a tremendous record. And I'm just not really sure this is a team that I trust. I, I think their guards, do, they, they're not very good at guarding the perimeter. We know Oregon has athletes for sure, and they will mix up coverages defensively to really try to fluster the bigs, in particular Mobley, on the inside, uh, pack some zone in. I mean, I think that's what we'll be looking at here. I think we'll probably see Dana Altman play a number of different zone looks to try to contain the interior scoring of Mobley and company for USC up front, especially for the fact that Boogie Ellis most likely will not be playing. That's probably what I'll be looking for to confirm that Ellis is not in there. Again, I just see him as questionable game time decision I don't think he's going to play tonight which would lead me to say all right I think we're going to see a slower pace game USC is not a, a team that's going to get up and down the floor not to race and uh, not to try to race up and down the floor with Oregon and those athletes and on the other side I think we'll see the Ducks play more zone kind of slow the tempo up more perimeter for USC to force them to have to shoot the ball from the outside you're not having your starting guard out there again Ellis as the second leading scorer I think it's going to be a struggle for USC to score the basketball if anything I'd probably be looking at this total Total sitting at 139 and a half and playing that under. James, you've got about two more minutes to sweat out the first half between Colorado and Arizona, and they just called a timeout. Tad Boyle had to put a stop to the run. Arizona was starting to build there. They do lead by five points, 33 to 27, with just about five or just about two minutes rather left in the first half. You were catching five and a half, correct? That is correct. We know every half point matters, and it looks like the other. Uh, I see the timeout. They they had a live ball turnover, which, re- which led to a, a uh, yeah a quick leak out for a hammer on the other side. So we got two two just over two minutes to play in Colorado. That middle, between the the first media timeout. And that third media timeout really had changed the tide. They went on a 12-0 run, and a lot of it was was getting on the offensive glass. And that's where they've been just – and a lot of times we see this, Brady, it's, it comes down to effort and energy. You know, getting after rebounds, so much of it is position and most of it is desire. Just getting after the basketball. That's what we saw on CU during that middle 10 minutes was be able to get out there, get second shots, seven offensive rebounds collectively and put the ball back, get some easy putbacks. 
due to their hustle. But now we're going to need a basket. Here's another backdoor cut and an open look from the corner for CU. So still playing hard and competing here. We'll see if they're able to cover this five and a half. And if not, I like the energy that we've seen out of CU. I think it's something they'll be able to sustain come second half. Be interested to see where that number comes up uh, for the second half. There's another offensive board off a putback and a hammer for CU. They cut it to four with minute 40 to go. Yep, 33 to 29, a minute and a half left to go. James sweating that catching five and a half with the Buffaloes. And don't look now, but the Baylor Bears have made a run to come back against the Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas was out early and often in this game, and now it's just a one-point affair. Just 15 seconds left before halftime there in Waco. 32 to 31, Kansas leading Baylor in what has looked to be uh, early on. It looked like it might be a Kansas blowout, but Baylor absolutely back in this ball game, and they have moved into the role of the favorite once again. They closed as two and a half point favorites. Now in the live market, they are a one and a half point favorite. Your total at 142 and a half. Uh, James, I wanted to ask you. We were talking about uh, St. Mary's and USC at Oregon, and your opinions on both of those games. I, and I don't know if you read Steve Mackinnon's article in Point Spread Weekly this week, but it was a great, interesting piece about teams in the last two weeks of the regular season and the home teams and what teams do well on the road, but the home teams t- tend to have a great advantage and what teams are the best during those final two weeks, which teams are the worst. And I highly advise taking a look at that. I took a stab the other night and just bet on a few teams and they all hit. So Steve Mackinnon's article this week in Point Spread Weekly. Take a look at it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Mr. Salinas, and uh, good luck with those Colorado Buffaloes, buddy. And we got the hit. There it is. Down to four. The minute to go, Brady. All right. Enjoy the rest of your night with VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is. This is. This is. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.